Oh man, I'm gonna leave this bit in because this bit is funny. Um, is that I remember going out um, probably like sort of college age, I think. I think it was late late teens. Um, I went out and we were out with about four or five friends, and we'd gone to um, a pool hall, and we were playing yeah. um, pool down at the end, and my friend's phone went off. And we all made this little joke of like, oh, who's that? Because all your friends are here. And yeah, he sort of yeah. gave us a little bit of a look, rolled his eyes. And he sort of chuckled as he looked at his phone. And we were like, what? Who is it? And he's like, it's bloody Vodafone. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> the oh, that, time. that happens to me. I'm like, oh, I hear it buzzing. I'm like, oh, who's this? And then it's just EE or something. <laughs> These are not real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard them say, like, it's happened, and I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave, or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal, or to Mojo Podcast, um, as I'm kind of also using that shortened version of the name as well. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying the recent episodes, where it's just been a me sitting back and chatting to you guys about stuff that's going on or my thoughts on certain topics um, and I definitely want to continue to do that a little bit more it's something that I used to do all the time when the podcast started I think the first kind of 15 episodes maybe 20 are pretty much just all me sitting down and having a chat for 10 minutes half an hour um, so I want to continue with that but today on this episode I'm delighted to be joined by a guest um and it's a returning guest it's adam from episode 93 adam's come back and um he's been involved with a range of different campaigns and activities so it's gonna be really awesome to to catch up with him we don't go into loads of detail in this episode on adam's story so if you want to find out a bit more about adam go back and listen to episode 93 where we hear a bit more about adam's experience with mental health um and some of the stuff that was going on with him at the time uh, and we also hear about the lead up to his first fundraising event for Mind, which has obviously now happened. So in this episode, we get to hear a little bit about that fundraising activity, how it went, um, what was involved, uh, and some of the other stuff that Adam has done since with Time to Change, 
being a young champion getting involved with uh, mental health activities and kind of speaking out both uh, in his uh, physical world that sounds really weird that's definitely not the right English um, speaking out in public spaces let's just say that I think oh geez I'm really not sure how that needs to be worded anyway he's been speaking about mental health out in the real world damn it it's getting worse Adam's been talking about mental health um, both online and offline uh, and doing some really amazing stuff uh, so it was really cool to catch up have a chat with Adam some of the stuff that I knew um, because I've been reading some articles that um, have reported on some of the stuff that Adam has been doing because it's been absolutely ace uh but it was also interesting to hear it firsthand from him and that's one of the things i love about the podcast getting a chance to sit down and chat with these very passionate um people in talking about their own experiences in campaigning for for better awareness and better support of mental health um of both well-being and illness um so i absolutely love sitting down and having a chat with adam so a massive thank you to him for coming on if you would like to be like Adam and come on the podcast and have a chat with me, whether that's about your own experience with mental health, uh, maybe something in general you'd like to have a chat about, definitely get in contact. We can have a chat, see what works for you. Um, all of the information, there's not really a huge amount actually now I say that, um, is available at mikesopenjournal.com or you can contact me the best places usually through Twitter um, or through the email that's linked on the website. Um, at Twitter, I'm at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. You can find information about the podcast, the blog, and some other bits and pieces that I do there as well. If you're interested in getting in touch with um, Adam, Adam's at Adam underscore Howard 2000. Um, there's also links in the description to some of the stuff that Adam mentions in the upcoming episode as well. So massive thank you to you guys for tuning in to continue um, being part of the audience the kind of the, the thing seems to be to have a name for people that read or listen to your stuff i don't yeah i'm not really sure about that um i might have to think about that one but a massive thank you to all of you guys that continue to listen that continue to support promote and share the podcast um and to you guys like adam that have been on the podcast both in the past or that have signed up to come up in the next kind of a couple of months or so so that was a long-winded intro, which I've actually recorded three times because I got mumbled halfway through and I don't like cutting and editing. So anyway, here we go with the episode. It's lovely to have you back, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you've Pleasure been up to, be to um, a shed load of stuff, really. Uh, so it'd be cool just to, to kind of catch up and hear about, obviously, how the fundraising went. Um, yeah. that we heard a little bit about last time and now you're doing loads of stuff with Time to Change and yeah, just a chance to have a bit of a catch up with you really. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, how how did how did the fundraising go um, and all the stuff that you were doing um, before? It, how much did I raise? I think I raised about 600 in the end. Um, so yeah, it was a very big success. So yeah, I'm pleased with how it went. And you were... Was it all for Mind you were fundraising, or was it joint fundraising? I can't remember. Um, it was with Mind, just okay. for Mind, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah um, just... And how was how was the trek? Was it with other people that were fundraising as well? Were they fundraising for yeah, Mind? What was it like? It was a group of it was a group of about eighty of us, but um, Damien obviously was very prominent on Twitter. He was there as well, so it was good to meet him, and you know, we had a good chat doing the trek so yeah that was good oh that's ace 
What is he like in real life? I've spoken to him so much and I'm like, oh, I want to meet him. Um, probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Oh, that's um, cool. But and yeah, I- we, we, we pretty much talked the whole way up and down. So the time went really fast and it made it a lot easier to get through it. Because there were bits that were obviously very tough. Mm. You know, it's not meant to be easy. Um, but it was good to have him there and, and other people to chat to while we were doing it. So yeah, it was good fun. Did it feel like a um, like a physical challenge, or was it a mental challenge, or a bit of both? I think a bit of both. Um, personally, I thought it was more of a mental challenge because um, I think because obviously I was the I was the youngest one doing it as well, so I, I should be able to, you know, with age, you know, <laughs> I, I expected myself to do it. Not to sound like it, it was easy because it was far from easy. I'm not going to say it was easy, but. Mm. I had an advantage over other people in that sense. But I think, yeah, it was more of a mental challenge because, you know, a lot of it you're walking and you're like, oh, you're nearly there. And it just keeps on going. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, learning to, you know, fight that and keep going, I think. And I know you also did, I don't know if it was on the day or in the build-up to, you were on another podcast as well. And it was really interesting to hear you talk with um, those guys in the build-up to it. So what was it like being um, over on Piglitish as well? Yeah, yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed that with Annalise. So, yeah, that was good fun. Um, so we sort of went on a bit of a drive, and then we, it was actually outdoors as well. So uh, it was at the foot of, you know, you could see Snowden in the background. It was just on a little grass banking. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there was, like, sheep and... Uh, barring in the background and you could hear <laughs> helicopters and stuff so there's quite there's a bit of background noise in the um podcast but she did a good job sort of covering that up I think yeah no it was, it was a really good listen I was like oh I need to I do feel like I should have put more effort in in having a look around though because I listened and I was like I just want to see a picture of the two of you crowding around this mic with this awesome background that must be there we was actually we were all three of us, we were just like sat on a rock on a grass bank and just, <laughs> it was really strange, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. Did anyone take a picture of you guys like crowded round or um, not? I don't think we got an actual group picture, but um, I think Annalie did take a picture of like the view and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, I knew, I was like, oh, what does yeah. it, like, what does it look like? I want to see them crowded round and... <laughs> Yeah. If I can get a pic- ask her if she's got any pictures of anything and then yeah, that'd be cool to I'll see. Send them over to I just you. it's you know like it's that side of I think because especially for me, I think I've only I've, I've only done about three podcasts where it's been in person and the rest of the time it's we're so yeah. far away and everyone's got stuff like the travel time it's just a lot easier just to do it. Um Yeah, well start. yeah, that's fair enough. And um, um, but not only were you in person, like you were in an amazing setting as well. Yeah, and, it was. Um, I think it was good for Annalie as well because she grew up like quite close to Snowden, so it was oh, good okay. for. She wanted to sort of, you know, go back to where she used to live and stuff. So it was, oh. it was beneficial in that way. So for everyone, oh, that's cool. Um, and yeah, so yeah. following on from uh, taking part in that. Uh, fundraising activity um, I don't know if you've done any more with Mind I'm not sure but you've also kind I've of... got one I've got one coming up next month okay. which I'm doing so uh, um, 
tell us about that one. Um, so I'm doing a 26 mile hike across Cornwall with mine. So yeah, that should be good. <sighs> you make me feel so unfit. <laughs> I'm a, You're like, contrary, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm trying to believe I'm not actually the most fit person. But... Just, just going to do a 26 mile hike. Yeah. yeah. No worries. It's just a little but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping I can do it. But, um, yeah, it's, um, a lot of planning. Like I've been spending the last few days booking all my travel and, mm accommodation and stuff so and it's a nightmare to get to Cornwall so yeah I'd ima- especially if you're if you're going by public transport as well I imagine there's trains and buses and I'm flying there actually. oh ho, ho. um yeah. yeah okay I've got no idea how that would go. <laughs> yeah I've got to, I've got to get a train to Manchester and then um a flight from Manchester to Newquay so oh I, oh okay okay and then a taxi from the airport to the Eden Project. So, yeah, it's a lot of travelling so and a lot of cost. Is that the... Is it like a... Oh, I feel like I've read about this. Is it like a midnight to midnight or something like that? Um, I think it's called From Dawn to Dusk, I think it's called. So, yeah, okay. So, it's like... So, the, it, start, it... Yeah, it starts like early in the morning and it finishes like 6, 7 o'clock, depending okay. on how fast you do it. It's supposed to take about 10 to 12 hours. Okay. Oh dear! Wow. Okay, so I guess you're are you staying over the night before and after? Um. Yeah, I'm staying two nights. So they provide the first night's accommodation at the Eden Project, and then on the day of the actual hike, I've got to stay over that night as well because I won't be able to travel home. So I've got to travel home on the Sunday. Okay. Um, it's yeah. probably good just to have a little bit of time to chill out while you're there. I'd imagine after all that walking. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I'm going to need that downtime. Yeah. I'm going to be knackered. You'll actually be on the plane and be like, I don't mind that I'm sat down. But what are you saying? That yeah. How long are you going to be on the plane for? Like half an hour? Can't be that it's long. A, I think it's an hour and 10 yeah. minutes. Because um, it's not, obviously, it's not like a proper it's a, jet jet engine. It'll be like a propeller or something. Yeah, a little, um, oh, what are they? I've been on one over to um, Ireland before. Where they had like two seats on one side, the aisle, and then two seats on the other side. Yeah, I think it is that actually. Yeah, there's only there's two rows. There's A, B, and then C and D on the other yeah, side. There's only yeah. two seats in each row. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tiny plane. Yeah, it's still it's. What's the, I've been on one that's smaller. I can't think where that was to. Once I remember when I was younger, and it was a two. Um, on one side and one on the other, so it's like A walkway, B and C. Yeah. Oh, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> that felt quite flimsy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a weird experience being on a plane when you're not even going to another country. It, it, the idea of it just feels weird to me. Yeah, that would be cool though because I think it's a very different type of flight, and I think to some extent it feels. A lot more relaxed because you know you're yeah. not going to be on there for very long, um, and everyone's a bit more chill about it as well. I think. Um, I think I, I think I just realised I had to get a flight because if I'd have got a train, it took about eight hours, so I had to get a yeah. flight. So yes, plus That's... the prices are just so expensive oh, with everything. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember, or oh, I don't know, like eight years ago or something. Um, my like local local um, football team that with like amateurs, 
Um, yeah. Haven't and Waterlooville played Liverpool in the FA Cup. Oh, I remember it. And yeah. um, we were looking at travelling up and uh, I sat at my friend's house and we were like, how how are we going to get there? Like, it's going to be so expensive. We looked at trains and coaches and it was all so expensive. And we found out the cheapest way for us to get there was there was an offer at the time. You could fly from um, Southampton to Paris for a pound. So the cheapest way for us to do it was to fly from Southampton to Paris for a pound and then get a flight from Paris to Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And we were like... This is ridiculous. <laughs> but that Just was the cheapest. Yeah, it was Just the cheapest. travel to another country to go back to the same yep. country you've come from. <laughs> it was the cheapest way to do it. Um, but then fortunately, oh. the next day, like just before we were going to book them, um, they announced that they were putting on um, like club coaches. So they were. I think that was only about sort of 20 or 30 quid to go there and back. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we'll do that instead. And that took a long time, but it was cheaper. And it meant all we had to do was get on a coach and sit on there and that was fine. But I yeah. just, it blew me away that it would have been cheaper to fly to France and come back than anything we could do in turn. <laughs> and I was just like, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really is strange. Um, oh, that's really cool to hear that. And it's cool that you had that really positive experience with the like the, the last fundraising activity with mine yeah it was in, really to enjoyable do it again as well yeah it was, it's something that yeah i'd recommend to anyone so That's and because i enjoyed it so much the first time i wanted to you know i was desperate to do something else mm. um even though it's so close to the last one that i'm doing two in the space of a year it's quite a lot of money to ask people for but it's um it's yeah it's what it's what i wanted to do so yeah. i just went for it but then also potentially you get a different group of people that might donate this time or yeah the people that gave you 20 quid last time might still give you a five or a ten pound and it it adds up because more people will be aware of um your fundraising yeah, exactly. because you're doing a lot of different stuff this time as well and I think because of the campaign and I'm doing, and you know, you 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 meet an awful lot of people doing it, and you get those networks. And, mm. You know, when you when you know more people, it's easier to you know to get more donations naturally. So yes. And um, speaking of kind of networking and campaigning, I know you're doing stuff with um, Time to Change now as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm loving that as well. So yes. So. I know we've spoken about it before, um, but I don't think I don't think you were doing that last time. I'm not 100 percent yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd actually started. No. So I don't time. know if you want to tell us a bit about kind of your role yeah. and some of the stuff that you've already done. Um, uh, so yeah, since the last time we spoke, um, I think um, I met with my local coordinator Jane, who I've done a lot of work with, but she sadly left, um, unfortunately. But yeah, sort of threw myself into it from there um so a lot of what i'm doing at the moment um if, it, if i'm not doing events or anything of that kind i'm a lot of it's promoting on social media and stuff um so i'm part of the blackpool hub so i post a lot on the facebook and twitter pages and just you know promote what we do and mm. what's going on in the area that type of thing and i've seen and i've spoken to you before about 
two of these things which I really love, and one of them yeah. I, can't, I can't not mention is that bloody red stool. I flipping love that yeah. red stool. <laughs> um, so I I saw. Um, oh, where did I see this? I think on the website. Yeah, I think I saw it on the website. I, might, I can't remember yeah. what I was looking for. It must have popped up with some others. Oh, I know how it came through. So it came through on on the newsletter. On the newsletter, yeah. And um, I clicked through to the website, and it spoke about um, this guy going out into the community and being a champion and talking to people and going out with his yeah. friend and doing bits and pieces. And he went to Argus and bought this red stool and painted it. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that sounds really good. And I looked at the picture and I was like, I think, I think it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I loved it because um, you went out and just bought a stool, painted it the colour that matched with the, yeah. the campaign that was on at the time. Um, and it seemed like it worked really well and you went out to a lot of different yeah. community spaces. I don't know. How did you feel that that went? Um, well, the pictures are not the most flattering, I have to say. But um, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, it went really well, I thought. Um, so it was sort of. The website sort of said it was all my idea, but it was partly like me and Jane who worked together. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we most of the stuff I did was with her um, and we thought it'd sort of be a good idea if we could you know spend one week um just dedicated to time to change um and just go to like a number of different places in the local area and just speak to the people you know we come across about mental health so um we talked briefly about um the in your corner campaign mm. um and then we was just looking at the banner that we had and we was like oh wouldn't it be good if we could get a red stool um so luckily i just I went online and Argos found this stool and then painted it. And luckily it looked pretty much identical, which I never thought would happen. I thought we'd have to find something that was a bit different. But um, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. And I think it was a good, you know, a success overall. Um, so, yeah. I think it looked really good and it looked or it sounded from the, the, the text that was there as well that you'd gone out into really nice open community spaces. Yeah. Um, there wasn't other stuff going on. It's not like you'd gone along because there was some other event. It was just like, I'm going out today. This is where we're going to be. Um, yeah. We're going to be around to chat with people. Um, if they want to come and talk to us, great. If they want to talk to us about mental health, great. But if they just want to have a chat, we're here for yeah. that as well. And I thought that was a really nice kind of relaxed. Yeah, I think that's what was great about um that it, the fact that it was so simple mm. um, and that you know we did um, put a lot of planning into like actually organize it but at the actual setting up of it and talking to people is you know really simple yeah. um, and it's something that anyone you know anyone who's a champion or wants to be involved with you know can do themselves if you know and it can be really effective I think that's the thing isn't it it's having that um, opportunity I guess for people like yourself to sit down with other people and kind of plan something out, take your time and yeah. then make it as easy and as simple as possible on the day. Um, yeah. Because it can be really scary to go, I'm now going to go and sit in, I don't know, the bowling alley or the park or whatever and yeah. be around for people to come and talk to and stand or yeah. sit next to a poster that says like mental health or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that does scare some people off because, you know, we did speak to some people, but we found, um, particularly when we did it in the park, mm. because it was an open space, um, I think some people who were coming towards us sort of 
almost veered off and avoided us because you know they saw the banner mental health and some people yeah. you know just obviously there is still that stigma there with some people so they did avoid it but mm. the people that we did speak to it, it was really worthwhile and we could you know tell them more about what time to change um you know is and what people do because most of the people we did speak to they may have had some experience of you know mental health or mental illness but they didn't necessarily know what time to change was so it was good um, and I think even those a little lesson in that way. yeah and even those people that didn't necessarily come like all the way over and talk to you the yeah. fact that they've seen you and seen the banner they might go and have a look online yeah, exactly. or it might prompt a conversation later and I think that's the really hard thing to measure sometimes isn't it the like when yeah, someone says to you, measure. how many people did you talk to and you're like well what do you mean <laughs> because I, yeah. I, I actually spoke to three people but 30 people saw me there and had a look over and potentially have taken away something from from that. So it depends on how... Yeah, definitely, because even, you know, like I said, I, I would consider it a success, but there were some bits of it that w didn't necessarily go to plan, but that's a good thing as well because, because we've had that experience. If we're to do it again, mm. um, we can learn from what went wrong and improve it next time so i think it's very beneficial in that way yeah no that's good and i think that's a really good thing in terms of um that kind of skill development in that role as well yeah sometimes it's a bit overlooked because actually you've kind of come up with the idea okay maybe not on your own but you've helped develop that idea you've worked yeah. out the event you've got the resources for it you've organized your time on the day you've gone along done it and then afterwards, you're also thinking about, okay, what was really good? What would I definitely do again? What bits maybe didn't work and need to change a little yeah. bit? Or what bits didn't work at all and we definitely need to not do that again? Um, I think it's yeah, really good. Yeah, it's very good. much, you know, sort of, that was sort of that first experience that we you can learn off. And I think mm. I'd love to do one again in the future, but make it bigger and better, you mm. know. And um, particularly a lot of it, you know, engaging with people you know social contact as they call it I think a lot of it is down to you know sometimes it can be luck whether it's time location mm. and I think um should we do it again we'd have to it's something you really have to consider yeah because uh, I know we went go on I'm sorry go on no you you, you go <laughs> yeah um, I was just gonna say we did one in the cinema um but I think we got that you know slightly wrong we went in the middle of a morning and you know traditionally mm. and it was middle of the week and I think if we did it again um we would do it you know more at night when there's more people around to engage with um, and like I say it, it was a really good learning experience for that knowing you know how to better approach things in the future I think that's kind of similar in terms of um when we did uh, um like mental health awareness week I did stuff um for my local mind and yeah. we uh we did stuff at a train station and we were there from about I think it was six o'clock up until about half ten. Um so we covered yeah. all of that like the busy period in the morning and that was ace. Um we didn't get a huge amount of people that spoke to us but we had a massive amount of exposure in terms of the number of people that saw us that smiled or waved or said hi or whatever. Um, yeah. 
and that that number was probably in the hundreds in terms of the number of people that we saw. Um, yeah, you can never really underestimate that reach, can you? No. Like you say, it's very hard to measure. And I was like, that's eighth, done really well, yep, okay, cool. And then the other stuff we delivered was during the day. And then at the end of the week, I got a message from someone saying, um, I would have really liked to have come over or seen you somewhere, um, but all of the stuff was like really in the daytime and I'm at work. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you can you can never meet everyone and please everyone. But it's like, actually, yeah. we made effort to make sure we had something in the morning to catch those commuters. We should have maybe had a thought about, actually, one of those days, we could have done something in an evening. Um, so it's it's having that feedback as well sometimes. And like you say, it's thinking, oh, was the cinema actually a great place to go? But if we'd have gone maybe at a different time of day or on a different day, um, yeah. would we have have got a, uh, a greater number of people kind of interact or at least see us. Yeah. I think some people that haven't experienced it, they might think it's, you know, a really easy thing just to set it up and, you know, but it is, you know, like I say, very difficult um, to know when and where to do things. Yeah. But I think uh, that's that shows that you've planned it really. If someone else thinks that's not that hard or that difficult, You've yeah. planned it really well because you're making it look easy. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's that side of it that you go, oh, well, yeah, it's not... It's just standing there and, like, chatting to people. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's planned it properly. He knows where he is. He's got the resources. He's not having to panic and phone up someone else because he doesn't have a tablecloth or a banner yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, if someone says it looks like you're not doing much or it looks really easy, I'll be like, yeah feel really proud about the prep you've put into it yeah to make it look like that i think people would have a different opinion if they actually experienced it and like i say when we're struggling with mental our mental health ourselves Mm. you know it makes it that more difficult because i'm not the best at approaching people or having conversations with people that don't know yeah so that was a massive challenge to me and i'm i'm glad i did it because you know the more i've done it over time i think the better i've got at doing it i've become more comfortable speaking to people in those situations and I think that's part of campaign isn't it learning you know that growth over time but also not just for your campaigning but for you as an individual like life in general yeah yeah. but to think actually yeah I could approach more people I feel a bit more confident about talking about whatever if it's yourself if it's mental health if it's just talking yeah um, that's a huge think, skill to take on. Yeah, through the stuff I've done, I think I've been very lucky with the amount of people I've met, and I think it has started to, you know, bring me out of my shell a bit more when I when I do things because I I found it very difficult um, in the past to go out and especially form friendships with people, and, you know, and actually get out and do these type of things. Mm. Um, so I think it's it's good that I've been able to channel it into something more positive. I think. Hmm. and taking part in some really cool activities it's not like you've just done a I mean there's nothing wrong with a raffle (laughs) but it's not like you've just stood in a town hall and done a raffle Um, like the stuff with Time to Change is going out into communities and talking to people the stuff with Mind is like awesome like all I know you're doing two in a year but almost like once in a lifetime type activities Um, yeah and they're really cool things on their own, even without all the campaigning and stuff that you're doing around it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 
I'll try to keep myself as busy as I can. <laughs> some, some, sometimes, sometimes I might overload myself, yeah. but I'm trying to manage it a bit better, I think. Just spread them out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I've started making videos as well now, so that's just adding to my time as well. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So it kind of, the videos sort of link into the stuff that you're doing with the 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 Blackpool hub? Yeah, it's just sort of, um, it's set up as a Blackpool Time to Change page to sort of, to sort of promote what we do as well. But um, some of the videos are related to it, but um, some of them are not, but they're all based around mental health, mm. if that makes sense. So it's just done a variety of mental health topics. I think um, it's really, I've seen, uh, I think there's a couple of, um, like American pages that I've seen before and they have um, like sort of three, two, three, four people that are I guess like the lead media people um, and so they appear in a lot of like the YouTube videos um, or the like the short videos that they post onto Facebook and then they have other people that do different things that pop up and say like this is what I'm doing but they're usually introduced by the the same couple of people yeah. Um, and that's really nice thing because you get a, it gives you a sense of who they are and by keeping those couple of people on there more often it gives you that a bit of an idea about the identity of the place um, yeah because I think when I looked there were only sort of two or three videos so you just started to, to yeah um, I think how many have I posted now I think I posted about 10 okay. 10 or 11 so yeah and trying to do it as often as I can just you know like I'm sort of using it in the same way that people use blogging, but I thought um, I thought it would be better for me um, for people to. I felt like videos for me would be better for people to, you know, mm. get to know me on a more personal level. I think I don't think I'd be able to do it justice properly through through a blog. So I thought videos would be better um, for that. So that was sort of my reasoning behind it. I think. It's working out what works for you as well, isn't it? If yeah. you feel more comfortable or like you're developing or putting yeah. together something that's better. Um, and if we're being honest, it's probably more people are going to watch YouTube than read a blog post or, or listen to a podcast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, YouTube is very much, at the moment, the, the place to be. And I think videos yeah. in it's particular very, It's very difficult a... to get traction though, isn't it? It's like everything, isn't it? It's, yeah. It takes a while to build up. Yes. And um, it's almost like you've got to have those five or ten videos yeah. before you even start getting people to start noticing yeah exactly what you're doing I was, yeah i was speaking to someone else the other day about it and you know they made a really good point that a lot of the time you don't get the attention on youtube unless you're using the triggering titles or clickbait or that type of thing and that's what brings most people the viewers yes so i think just honest content actually doesn't get the um viewing figures that it deserves i think it's a lot of the time it's just people clickbaiting like i say videos that aren't that yeah, aren't necessarily I've, the best i've discovered this um this youtube channel and it's really fun he does a load of like very geeky type stuff and then yeah. there, there's a few times when he's put in the title like emotional in brackets in the video yeah. he does whatever it is that's going on and he's like right now I've got a pose for the emotional picture and it's like it's not an emotional thing at all but he just poses yeah, for the picture do that like, a lot. Just, like <laughs> words in brackets like epic or honest or, yeah. or something like that or just 
or like 10 exclamation marks or something yeah well. it reminds me of the old um uh do you remember yellow pages yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it used to make me laugh because obviously everything's in alphabetical order um you'd get a load of people would be like um just their name would start with more than one A. <laughs> it's like purely just to be at the top. <laughs> like it was funny. You'd end up with like a shed load of like abacuses and yeah. like why is that your name? Oh, just because it's A B, so it puts you near the top, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And I think I I can't remember if were numbers at the beginning or the end. I remember there being something with numbers as well and. Yeah. that put you in a set I was like oh I just oh it makes me chuckle and it's the same thing with YouTube <laughs> obviously not to get well it's to get to the top of a different list I suppose yeah um, but yeah it's very much in the same yeah. way I think as soon as I start putting the words honest and epic in the title I'm going to just forget it yeah give up yeah um, I think I'm just going to I don't care what the viewing figures are no, I don't think I'll have a stoop to that level um, to what? try and get viewers I don't <laughs> yeah. think you need someone to come on and have a book that's called like an honest or um, uh, an emotional whatever and then you could put it in the title because it's part of it's part of their their story or whatever yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh dear me um, so we've spoken quite a lot about the the stuff that you've been doing since the last time we spoke and, and a little bit obviously about your um the mind stuff coming up but i don't know do you have any other stuff that you're doing at the moment i know there's um, um with the time the young, to change do you have young, training things happening um the young champions thing has been quite a big part i think mm. i think that's been that was amazing to you know be involved with well to start you know start the program off it was brilliant so and what sort of stuff has that involved? Um, well, it was the first. When was the? F- I'm trying to think. When was the first training weekend that we did? Well, we've done the. F- it was the first one, you know, just meeting everyone and sort of. Um, I think it was at the end of July yep. in Manchester. So yeah, it was sort of meeting all the, you know the rest of the people involved and getting into campaigning groups and just you know networking with all the people mm. and I think that was. That was a really enjoyable thing, you know, going into it, I was, you know, very anxious about it, but, um, yeah, it was good to meet, you know, so many like-minded people of a similar age, I think, as well. I suppose to meet other people, Um, some of them you might already be talking to online, so to actually meet um, them in person and to meet the other people, like you say, that are similar age, similar interest and want to do similar types of things. I think it was weird with the young champ i don't think i'd ever speak and spoken to any of them beforehand so yeah it was good to meet oh, them and, that's good that's kind uh, of cool though because then they're all new yeah. people to you yeah but yeah we speak a lot now and stuff on twitter and stuff so that i think it's great that we're all we can all work together and, and do things rather than you know sometimes i'm doing things and i'm like oh who else can i get involved with it and i'm like oh god am i gonna have to do it by myself so it's good to have those links with other people were there many people that are kind of geographically near to you um i think in our campaigning group for the northwest there was about seven of us but um obviously the northwest is quite you know every region yeah 
Yeah, it's a big area, but um, I think there was there was one person lived quite close. Um, so yeah, it, but um, it, but yeah, obviously people are going to be coming from all different areas yeah. as well. Um, so it's nice to know that there are a couple of people sort of near you though. So like you say, if you were part of something, yeah. or you wanted to do something a little bit bigger, um, yeah, it's something they might come and support you on or. Um, even if they can't come along to it, it's something that they can help you share and promote and give you ideas to do as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if I did anything in the future and stuff, I'd love to have them, you know, any of them involved. Um, and I think we're doing something for World Mental Health Day as well with with our, you know, with the Northwest group. Oh, okay. And that should be good. Hopefully there'll be a few, few of them there. Um, so yeah, that should be good fun. So that kind of leads me to like the last question I had was sort of what are you doing in the coming sort of weeks and months and I guess that's going to be kind of the first thing because that's in about is it about three four weeks time when the uh, oh the hike sorry yeah uh, yeah it's October the twelfth I travel so it's a month today I month travel today yeah yeah so yeah that's very much in the forefront <laughs> of my mind it's like training ready yeah. <laughs> yeah i haven't done that much training for it so i'm gonna have to get my get you know, walking backside into gear yeah um but yeah do, is there any other stuff that you've got planned kind of for the rest um, of the year or stuff that you want to do i think i want to carry on doing time to change stuff i think i've got a few events with other organizations um coming up um and a lot of it is you know um planning for world mental health day and that type of thing so hmm. Uh, I'll be doing something with the Young Champions on the day and then I'm going to do something locally in the lead-up, maybe a couple of days before or something. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping, I haven't got anything set in stone yet, but I'm hoping to go into like a local college and do something, so that's oh, the plan. that'll be good. And you've got lots of stuff that you're able to talk about now as well with the campaigning that you've already done. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we did, it was the most successful place that we had in the roadshow. So I think it would be good to go back and build on that and do something bigger and better next time. Ace. Um, so going to kind of just round off a little bit um, with, I know some of that stuff maybe isn't quite fully set up, but are there um, like websites or links or anything that people can find you at or um, look at some of the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, I think um, my Twitter is, let me think, Adam underscore Howard 2000. Um, my Facebook is just my name, Adam Howard. Um, and if you want to follow anything that I post about Blackpool Time to Change, it's at Blackpool TTC Hub um, on Facebook and Twitter. So most of the stuff that gets posted is by me. So <laughs> there are a few other contributors, but I think it's, I'm always trying to post on there, I'm probably. <laughs> Probably boring people. I just I just share everything. And it's just people are like thinking. <laughs> it gets it started though, doesn't it? And that's yeah. what you say, especially with stuff like YouTube. To know there's a there's a few videos now, um, yeah. and it might inspire other people to go. Actually, yeah, do you know what? I've seen Adam's video talking about his experience or some of the stuff that he's done. Yeah. I'd really like to also share something to do with my story. Um, and it does need, like we said earlier, it needs that backlog or a few videos sometimes to... Um, yeah, exactly. It's very much, 
you know, at the start of the journey, shall I say. So mm. I think the more consistent I do it and the better the videos become, I think, well, I hope the, you know, the viewing figures will start to come. Yeah, I and love, it's... that's the side that is awesome, I think, with YouTube is if you look at your first video and your 10th video, if you look at the 10th video and your 50th, like, yeah. the change will be amazing with, like, how confident you are in front of the camera, how well that you speak. Um, yeah, because the... it is very, is very difficult, because I think I've found in the video so far, I don't know about the quality of the vi Sometimes I post it, and I'm like, oh, should I, should I delete it and repost it? Because it's, sometimes you sort of freeze on the spot, and you're not quite sure what to say, so you've got to, like, refilm it, and it's... It can be frustrating. Um, yeah, but it also keeps it kind of <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah, it just stick like the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, keep, it keeps it. Yeah, authentic. It's, doesn't it's it? good as well with you know you know how supportive like the mental health community yeah. is on Twitter and stuff. So it's been good that when I've posted videos, you know some people you know who I'm who I'm friends with and stuff have been sh have shared it and stuff. So that helps mm. get it attention. You know and people have their own followers, you know, they get to see it rather than just your own. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's good that people can support each other in that way. I suppose it's also looking at, especially if you've got stuff going on with kind of the Blackpool area, whether there's other things that you can tie into. Um, yeah. So if it's a, um, oh, I don't know, like... Yeah, the stuff we post on the Blackpool, we will promote the events we do locally, but most of the stuff that I share is just sort of, it's anything you know mental health related posts okay. so i might retweet national time to change or yeah just something that's in the media or in the news about mental health you know that could maybe change someone's attitudes or mm. just raise awareness of mental health basically oh wow it's been ace to sit down and have a catch-up and hear about all the i mean i say hear about i knew most of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but to to be able to kind of sit down and hear again for me and um, be able to help share some of the stuff that you're getting involved with because I honestly think that it's people like you that are prepared to share their own story and prepared to go out into um, just open spaces and the community areas and just say I'm happy to stand here and chat about mental health I can talk about my own experience I'm happy to listen yeah, to yours exactly. um, but I'm also happy just to sit here and chat about what's been on telly or a sport or whatever um yeah that's completely fine like I, my main focus is this but I can talk to you about other stuff as well and I think having people that are prepared happy to do that um is really what people yeah, engage with a lot more yeah exactly I think people can relate most to personal stories I mean I'm very open now in talking about my own mental health I'm happy to tell anyone but um like you'll know it is sort of a journey like when I first started suffering I was very reluctant to do that yeah but it's just sort of progressed over time where I've um started to care less about what you know people think if mm. they don't you know if I tell someone and I have a negative opinion um then I tend yeah. to have the attitude now that you know I shouldn't I just shouldn't bother with those people just um focus on changing you know people who people you can change rather than people who are just yeah tunnel vision i think and you're going like yep yeah, that's completely okay you think that that's fine and if yeah. you want to come back and have a, a conversation i'll still be here um but you can yeah, kind of move good. on and talk to the next person yeah it's good in a way it's 
it's good that not everyone has the same view as you because mm. you can challenge it and it's it, it feels way more satisfying when you change someone's opinion rather than just speaking to someone who already understands mental health. Yeah. Um, Different conversations to be had as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Ace, well, um, thank you very much for coming back on. It's been great to get a, a, a kind of a catch-up with you. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. It would be cool to have another chat after you've done your trek and have a laugh at how much walking you've done and how little I've done. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I'd, ha- I'd be happy to do that. That would be great. Yeah, come back and have another chat later on in the year. And, uh, yeah. and then we can hear about how the... Um, the uh, mental health day and stuff goes as well with your um, time to change stuff as well. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, hoping to just keep the momentum going and carry on with that. Hey, so it was great to chat with you again, Adam. Thanks very much. You too. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate it. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.